Welcome again to another episode of The Ron Show. I am here at Tracy's at 3rd and Magazine here in the Irish Channel. I am talking with my friend Jamie and her friend uh, Alexander, uh, who is visiting from Innsbruck, Germany? Austria. Uh, Austria. Innsbruck, Austria. We'll be talking about uh, the study, the, uh, the relationship that the town of Innsbruck has with the University of New Orleans, teaching during a pandemic, getting out of the pandemic and going back into regular teaching among other things so without further ado here's the Ryan show and Jamie welcome to the podcast thank you so much Ryan good to be here so for the for the longest I mean I've known you guys for years I've known you and Jeff for so many years one of the things I did not know was you being a professor because I just say oh yeah they do, they're the people that own Tracy's so how long have you taught at the University of New Orleans I have been teaching at the University of New Orleans for probably about seven years. I started as just teaching one class at a time and then slowly grew um, to two classes and now I'm a full-time professor and I'm a coach at what they call the Business Career Coaching Center where we help business school students with their resumes and interview skills and um, finding jobs. So basically, you're in the school. You're basically in the school of business. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm the College of Business. College, College of Business. Yes, that is. Yes. And did you teach at another school before? Is this your first uh, teaching job? No, I got my MBA at the University of New Orleans College of Business while I was working there. So I got my MBA in marketing, and they they're putting it to work for me. Okay, okay. And also, Alexander, uh, who is the visiting professor, uh, how long have you been teaching? I, I'm teaching since seven years already. Uh, I have teached before at, uh, at uh, we call it Applied University in, in Austria, and now I'm teaching at Full University since uh, approximately five years now. Okay, and you got your MBA at the same university as well? Yes, uh, I, have, uh, I have two uh, masters uh, in psychology and in business administration, and it's, uh, it was at, uh, I got it at the University of Innsbruck. So, this summer you and Jeff went over to Innsbruck, Austria, and the only, I think the only, I don't even think I know any cities in Austria. I don't. This was the you know first Vienna. time. Vienna. 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 That's right. Vienna, Vienna. sausage. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might know Salzburg. 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 Yeah. Salzburg. Mozart. Salzburg. That's in. I know who Mozart is. Yeah. The soccer team. Salzburg soccer. Are they are they related to Salisbury Red steak? Red Bull, you know Red Bull. Red Bull, the drink. Oh yeah, Red, Red yeah. Bull, Red Bull's in Austria it, too. Yeah. Yes, it comes from Austria. Why didn't anyone tell me this? <laughs> I thought it came from Canada. No, no. no. It's a partnership from Japan with Japan, uh, an yeah, Asian country. Yeah, yeah. it's an Asian country. Yeah, yeah. So you guys were over in Innsbruck, Austria, uh, this summer, and. I didn't know anything about the University of New Orleans, the partnership that it has with the town of, of, of Innsbruck. Explain to our listeners what does that entail and how does that look with the University of New Orleans and Innsbruck from your perspective? So there was a faculty member who um, is uh, famous locally, Gordon Mueller, did some graduate work at um, the University of Innsbruck and he was a faculty member at the University of New Orleans in the history department and everybody knows him now with the World War II Museum. He saw the partnership, um, he saw the similarities between the two universities and how they could work together jointly. And he started a relationship. And as we know, it's all about the relationship building. 
and uh, slowly but surely this has grown to a partnership of 46 years and an exchange of students. We have 20 students here now from Innsbruck right now. At one time we had as many as 50 students uh, here from Innsbruck. So we're reestablishing, well, just like you said, we're getting back into class. We're reestablishing our relationship and it's been wonderful. And, uh, and how, how has that partnership helped uh, your university over in Innsbruck? I mean, uh, it's it's the oldest partnership of the University of Innsbruck uh, at all. So uh, we, we have a lot of exchange programs nowadays, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, the exchange with the University of New Orleans is the oldest one. Mm -hmm. so, uh, therefore, it's well known, uh, especially in culturally. We uh, we in Innsbruck always expect American students at summer times. So it was uh, during the COVID time two years. Uh, we missed them really. It was really a, something we missed. Uh, it's also something. It belongs to. It's, it really belongs to the Inns, to the Innsbruck culture. In summer, to have hundreds of American students uh, be there, enjoying our city and also the cultural exchange we have with them. You bring up COVID, and you know, Jamie, you and I, you know, we, you know how it had, it was for us here in New Orleans. But in Austria, how did that look like when COVID first hit? How did that when COVID first hit? How did that look for you guys? Yeah, it it, it, it was incredible. We, I, I never I never experienced. Thank God, I never experienced this moment before because I think the last thing yeah, last time you had experienced with that was the war time, because yeah, streets are empty. Nobody could, was allowed to go out. Uh, all our schools, all our university, everything was closed. All the system were down. Uh, and I remember me, it was Friday the 13th. I had to change from, from the day to tomorrow from, uh, from a present uh, teaching to online teaching. Um, and that was also a big issue for a lot of, uh, of people uh, uh, in, in, in Austria. Um, we were quite prepared because we, we were quite digital already in that time. But uh, yeah, it changed a lot how we interact with students, uh, how, we, how, how we get feedback with them. And I really had to say after two years, it's every time and a bit always in fear when, when the winter is coming now, now as, yeah, as our, our semester is starting always in winter, do we, do we, are we able still to continue with them in present? Or do we have to go virtual? And over summer, also I'm also teaching at the summer school. Was it? It was about can we do the whole time uh, with uh, with class and uh, uh, in presence? So you you always are in doubt. And this time was it was really horrible because you were at, you get up in the morning, went to the cellar because I'm, thank God I had equipment already there. But uh, so so you, you you went into the cellar and did your teaching. Uh, in front of a black screen, uh, and uh, and uh, it, it was like no exchange, and we we had also to improve this. And um, I have to say also, I see a positive aspect also in this. Uh, we improved our digital skills, and also our student improved it. That we have also to say. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, and I know Jamie. I know because I remember March 13th because I, I think the 14th I got sick, but it wasn't with it wasn't COVID. Because I remember, I was telling you, I was going to come down and see you guys that, that, that Saturday. But I know with, with you, how did that, going from in-person teaching to virtual in like a short window, how did that look for you on, on your end at the University of New Orleans? I think we all felt the same as Alexander explained. I think it was um, a little bit 
mind blowing, if you will. We were um, we had to learn quickly, and we had to learn how to do things that we never had to learn before. I mean, we had to learn how to make students talk to us back, give us feedback over the internet, and now um, you know we do have those skills and. I, I'm thankful that we do have those skills, but I'm really, really happy to be back in person, and I'd like to stay in person if we can. I, I, I definitely agree, agree with you on that, because you know I do radio at WTUL, and that for, the 14th, they told us to start doing radio at 7 in the morning. Like, I went from a 6 a.m. show to a 7 a.m. show, 7 to 9, and then the very next week, I remember going to, um, because the place is like this big pedestrian mall and if you and you know there's that lawn right there at the uh, at the LBC so I remember going out to my bike and seeing the birth and seeing the park car like the people packing up to leave and they didn't go I, th I don't know I think they were already automated they were already doing virtual the school was our radio station we had to go to remote uh we we started doing remote shows i think the very next week so it was like we had to do everything on the fly like i went from doing a show having my laptop so i had to do this the whole thing from my computer from my phone and it made me a better dj you know it made me it taught me a lot about being prepared and everything and i think that's what this the whole two years thing uh i think that's what it did for everybody um so that being said when you were over in uh, Innsbruck, in Innsbruck, uh, uh, Jamie, what were some of the similarities you saw in terms of the culture there and the culture here in New Orleans? Well, so that's the second time I've been. I got to go in 2019, right before the pandemic, and what struck me as similar was um, the people are very warm there. They don't they don't strike you as warm right away, but once they warm up to you, they're very warm and friendly, and they want to help you, and they want to show you the good sides of life, and they love their food and they love their drink. The food there is really, really wonderful and um, people enjoy the food and they enjoy their pace of life and they enjoy just sitting down along the river and having a glass of wine and talking and I think you don't find that in every culture and that's that's definitely the first thing that strikes me about the culture itself. And what were some of the differences that you saw? I mean, because I mean, what, how, how big is Innsbruck? I mean, it's got to be like the size of like what is Shaw the population? 200,000, yeah. So that's basically Kenner. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing about, uh, not unlike New Orleans, they have an old town. Um, so it's like the French Quarter. Mm. It's a little more confined. Um, but you can walk the entire city of Innsbruck, really, itself. And you can do that here, too. It's just a little bit more spread out. I mean, I probably wouldn't walk from Audubon Park to the French Quarter if it wasn't Mardi Gras Day. But you can oh, do Lord Jesus. Can, that's a nightmare. Oh, Alexander tried to the other day, but that's another story. <laughs> Um, but you, I saw you. It's walkable. It's um, beautiful. It's picturesque. There, I, what are the differences? You ask me. What are the differences? Um, I think the nature there is different. Um, the water is very clean. Um, the water, you know, we have a river here, but their water is very clean. You can drink the water out of the fountains on on the street. Um, people fill up their water bottles. Um, there's these gorgeous mountains. I can't even. Describe I saw the some of the photos. Yeah. I saw some of the photos. I think the, that for me is the, probably the major difference. And then the, 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 we have nature here, but it's very different kind of natural. It, like New Orleans is very flat. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you can see the dome from where I stayed. Yeah. And, 
you know, if, if I'm from Memphis and we're on a bluff, so you can see, like, Memphis got the hills and stuff, but here in New Orleans, the only hill I ever heard of was Norman Francis Parkway. <laughs> right there by the, by, right there by the Brothers Chicken Mart. It's basically Mount, it's Mount Norman Francis. It's the highest point in the city. But uh, in terms of, for you, uh, Mr. Alex, the similarities in Innsbruck and the similarities in New Orleans from what you saw, from your perspective, because you lived there. Okay, let me start. I really love where I'm living because of the cleanness, uh, the freedom we have. Uh, we are a small town, but uh, uh, just to give you an example, I, I miss my mountains because I ne you never get lost. You, you can always orientate yourself. You always know where you are because you just have to, we are surrounded with mountains, so I just have to look up and know where I'm being. Um, also our, our uh, public infrastructure, uh, our public transport system. So uh, for us, we, we, there is no need, when you live in a city in Austria, there's no need to take a car anymore. Uh, because we have this public transport. We have every two, three minutes, we have a bus. It brings you everywhere. Uh, uh, it is really reliable. Um, and as I, as I said, what I always, and I, I traveled a lot, uh, I, I had a, a, a global uh, um, responsibility in an NGO. So I traveled a lot. And the, one of the things I really enjoy when I go back uh, is the water. Because we have Perrier out of the two. Yeah? So the, the most expensive wa mineral water you can buy here, you just get it everywhere in town. And even you can drink the water from the lakes and the river. So it's always drinking water. So it's with, without any filter, you just can drink the thing. And it's a high quality and well tasty water. This is, I think, one of the, of the major differences. Uh, what, I, what, I, what I enjoy here is space. Yeah? Uh, so, in, in Europe, uh, uh, I would say everything is tiny. Everything, we, we don't have big, uh, these big gardens, we don't have these big, uh, big streets, big roads. Everything is in short distance. Uh, and also, sometimes, <laughs> our mind uh, of the people, as, as Jamie said, we, we, I think we, we are nice people, but you have to get warm with us. Uh, and especially in, if you live in side valleys, yeah, it's, uh, uh, you will never be from there. Yeah? You will be always somebody from out. And this has to do with this tininess uh, uh, also in our minds. Yeah? Yeah. And this is uh, the, this American openness, which is always interesting. Yeah. Uh, and of course, um, uh, nature thing. Uh, I see so, so, so nice uh, animals here and uh, yeah. you would not see them anymore because it's very tiny. We have not so big parks and so on. So uh, this, 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 uh, these big things, these this large distances, I really enjoy. Yeah? And also uh, to travel, I came, I came from Vermont. So uh, it's a total different uh, in Vermont than here. It's like yeah, Vermont is very hilly. Vermont is very hilly and everything. Exactly, Vermont yeah. is very hilly, and this is like a very flat city. Yeah. You know, this city is. I think they said it's like nine miles. It's like not basically nine miles. And you know, I always tell people. I mean, it's an island city. You have to go over water to enter New Orleans. So it's basically. I always joke with people. I say, look. I felt like I fled the country and came to the country of New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it, so I think you you know you did talk about public transportation, 
and you know I think here in in New Orleans I don't think people are that reliable reliant on the car um, I'll say I don't think we're that reliant on the car in New Orleans as say my hometown of Memphis like Memphis the bus system there is terrible like here in New Orleans you're if you live in this neighborhood everything is like right around you whereas um, I'm sure what you described in, in Austria, you all are not as reliable on the car as you are on pre public transportation. So it's like for you, for you, it's not abnormal for you to see someone in a suit riding a bike uh, on the street. Whereas for me, being from Memphis, I would have been like, okay, why is a guy in a suit riding a bike? So I can kind of see your point on that. But. But what, what I have to say, and uh, uh, from a European uh, uh, side, I, 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 I'm really happy about here with the public transport uh, network, because the network is very well. Uh, you can really, from, from the University of New Orleans, uh, uh, to go to the French Quarter, it's, it's easy to go. You just take yeah, there's a, there's a bus there's that a bus. takes you from UNO yeah. to the quarter. And there is a, a, a network uh, which, which brings me nearly, uh, nearly in every, uh, every part of the town. Uh, it's just the frequency is, is, is not yeah, what the, I'm used to. Yeah, huh? yeah, the frequency yeah. is very different. Exactly. The, frequency, the frequency is very different. Uh, it's very different, you know. Yeah. I know uh, after a certain time, sometimes the the, uh, the bus. I know for a fact, like the streetcars, they run 24 hours, but after a certain time, it it goes from like 15 minutes to an hour, and uh, it, it goes it goes out it goes it goes you know it goes you know and you know and you know all night, but it's still. Still, in you know, it's still like an hour and stuff. Yeah, but but it's you know the network is here, which uh, which is for me a, a, a very positive thing because you have the network because the network is one of the most important things. It's then just do the do people really use it? Uh, to, is there a need? And uh, of course, uh, uh, that uh, what we also have to say that the temperature is, is a huge of a difference, yeah. Yeah? which uh, which uh, also is a uh, which change the way of behavior, yeah. Uh, so we, we have nearly no humidity, so it's really dry uh, where, where we are living. In winter time, of course, we have a lot of snow. Yeah, thank God, because we, we like to go skiing. Mm. Uh, but uh, uh, it's not very wet, and uh, so so you even can go uh, uh, on the on the on the street uh, having a, a suit, having a, a tie on. You're not there, not, uh, not leave completely wet. Yeah, it, gets, it does get hot yeah. there. I was there. 2019. <laughs> it got hot for a couple of weeks in a row, as I recall. It does get. It's hot, but it's a dry heat. He's right. It's like, like we get the wet heat here yeah. because yeah. we get the wet heat. And, and of course, this is this makes life different. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, I understand that people take here the car from small distances where I would normally walk, because therefore, yeah, okay, if you're well dressed, you, you might think, or if you get for some shoppings, yeah. Um, of course, I mean, if I do this uh, by walk, I'm, yeah, I'm gone, yeah? yeah. And this is also this is a bit of a different uh, your experience here, and uh, where you have to. Yeah, to, 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 to cover it and, uh, and uh, to live with it, yeah? Yes. Yep. Well, um, one last thing, one, one last thing. What do you guys, uh, in terms of the future of the partnership with the University of New Orleans and, and Innsbruck, what do you guys want to take, you know, going forward as we get back to normal 
from the last two years? I, I, we didn't talk about uh, uh, the, our experiences on American students and your experience on, on uh, European students. But what we have to say, uh, what we really uh, like is, in, in the sense of uh, Steve, uh, Steve Jobs, these students are really hungry. Uh, hungry on, on education, hungry on exchange. And um, this is also uh, for, what, what makes the, the direct uh, teaching and the direct exchange so important and so different. So uh, for what, what, what is for us important is to continue on these exchanges. Because uh, I experience so much when, when American students meet Austrian students, which, which is in our program impo uh, important, also we send people here, uh, they learn a lot from each other. They get a good understanding of cross-cultural uh, things. Then, of course, we have to do more research together yeah. uh, because uh, we, we have research which is interesting for you, you have research which are interesting for us, and, uh, and therefore on that we can build strong relationships on it. And, of course, uh, uh, in regards of thinking on uh, SDGs, on governmental issues, we also as universities have a huge responsibility to open and uh, to educate people on, 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 uh, on developments we need nowadays, uh, on things we have to carefully uh, look after. For example, our nature, our surroundings, our water. Uh, and therefore, I think this this is what we built on, and what is so important on these exchanges. And what, you have anything to add? You have anything to add to that? I have to say ditto to that. Um, Alexander is always so eloquent when it comes to our, our future. But I just think, just like traveling, anything will open your eyes a little bit and make you think about things a little bit differently. And then you meet somebody, Alexander. I met Alexander in 2019, but we. I think became friends this summer and we started to think about things in similar ways and what are ways University of New Orleans and Innsbruck can continue to collaborate and grow those relationships and that's what this is all about in an academic field to do so academically and to take things to the next level for all of us. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that but folks, th um, Alexander, Jamie, thank you once again for dropping by the podcast. Folks, the podcast will be available on Sunday. Get that. Uh, get uh, you can listen to the podcast before the Saints take on the Bucks. As always, thank you for your time this time, and until next time, we will see you down the road.